Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earle. This is episode 102, Circus. Um, there's a number of reasons for calling this circus, and you'll discover them as we move on. Uh, but I do have a couple of little observations I'd like to share with you as we are creeping towards the second complete year of this feeble little podcast and my uh, my weekly rants. First of all, as I've been suggesting and maybe outright saying for the past several months, uh, we are going into a repressive, tyrannical situation here in the United States that seems like every time one turns around, uh, one is in violation of some law or social norm. Uh, I, I think one of the things that have illustrated this to me more than than anything over the years is the federal hate crime law, which means that if you kill somebody, uh, it's a capital offense. But if you kill somebody of a different race or what they believe uh, was uh, hate in your mind, uh, then that makes the penalty even greater. Uh, So once you are executed, for killing someone, I assume they can dig up your body and execute you again for being a hateful SOB. And I I find the idea that government or any bureaucrat or any entity can determine what's in one's mind and one's heart at the time of an action of violence uh, is just beyond the pale. It's something that I find difficult to conceive and justify. Yes, there's hate. And no doubt some crimes are perpetrated due to hate. But that doesn't mean that the crime is any worse than the outcome. Uh, What if I love somebody and shot them because I feared that they were being unfaithful or whatever, which happens quite frequently in our society and our culture today, does that make it, does that mitigate the issue? Does that make it less likely that I'll get the ultimate penalty because it was a, an action of misplaced, distorted, perverted, twisted love that caused me to do that? Anyway, that's uh, my little, uh, a little rant on that today. But despite the fact, or I should say in spite of the fact, the United States is is running towards a repressive, tyrannical regime, I hate to say this, but Canada is worse. Um, I guess for most of my life, I've assumed that our, our friends to the north, and really they're, they're, they're more like incestuous cousins, our friends to the north have been certainly more leftists than we. They had the universal health care regime and all that kind of stuff. And they're sort of a tweener between Great Britain or the UK and the United States. And I've always fondly looked at them that when our backs were against the wall, they would come to our aid and they'd work with us in whatever situation. And sometimes the United States, you know, basically either forced, coerced, or 
persuaded them to get involved with this in some really meaningless and fruitless uh, overseas or foreign entanglements. But nevertheless, I always felt they were just a little to the left of us up there. But it seems like now, uh, despite our moving towards their model, they're racing way ahead of us. And I guess the person that I would see as the poster boy for this is Pierre Trudeau's little boy, Justin. And I think he's a, he's a little tyrant uh, with a Marxist twist. So my friends in Canada, I feel for you. Um, I just hope that you aren't the beacon of where we end up and where we're going. I've got a, a little personal item I'd like to share uh, with you now. There's a group of us that is getting together with a, 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 a weekly, uh, I should say a monthly chat where we just sit down around a table and we solve all the world's problems. It's called the Bastiat Society. That's B-A-S-T-I-A-T. I prefer the French pronunciation pronunciation, which is Bastier Society. Uh, our, our initial meeting, if for those of you close enough to Northwest Ohio to participate, will be at Pork Belly Barbecue in Bowling Green. That's uh, 1616 East Worcester Street in Bowling Green. It'll be Saturday the 23rd at 2.30 in the afternoon. So if you can make it, we'd love to have you there. We have no idea how many people will show up. But basically, it's a philosophical, our philosophical basis is freedom, and we take it from there. And we go, and then we, we, uh, we basically discuss, and we chant, and we get it out of our systems if we can. And maybe by sharing, we each can come up with some personal remedies going forward. So the Bastiat Society... Saturday the 23rd, 2.30 in the afternoon of Pork Belly Barbecue, 1616 East Worcester Street in Bowling Green. That's in the Little Strip Mall uh, due south of the Bowling Green Football Stadium right off of I-75. I hope to see you there if you can make it. Okay, some of my reading that I've done this week, and I and I do a lot, and I... And, I, I'm basically a headline seeker where I I scan hundreds of articles and websites every week, and then I, I pick out some that I find intriguing, and I must admit that there are some maybe I pass over that would be just as informative, uh, but the headlines are poorly written or don't, or don't catch my fancy. But one of the things I read every week is the... Um, the Objective Standard Weekly. And basically, uh, it's it's a, well, the editor-in-chief is Craig Biddle, and it's based on uh, Ayn Rand uh, philosophy, uh, objectivism. And they have some interesting articles this week that I'd recommend to you. The Objective Standard. One is saving capitalism from its defenders, and I would agree with that. For those of you who are in American politics, uh, rhinos defend capitalism as they enhance and enlarge and increase the power of corporatism. So that, that gives you a sort of a clue where that's coming from. Principles of the liberal right, which I find fascinating because I, I think many of us or many of my friends or people who think similarly to me 
are what we would call uh, true liberals. We believe in the, the, the values of liberalism in the sense that live and let live as long as you aren't punching my nose. And then they have an article about Neil Armstrong, uh, Steve Ditko creating moral superheroes and civil discourse and why it's so hard. And just I, I just would recommend it to you as something that you include in your reading. In fact, one of the dangers of doing this program every week, and I refer articles and websites to you, is that I'll no longer be necessary because if you pick up on them and start doing them on your own, then this podcast would be redundant. So uh, I guess that's one of the good things, though, about I see myself as a teacher. This You may not view this podcast as a teaching environment, but I've always felt that my strength, um, the ability that I was given and some of it that I've enhanced and some of it I've ignored, but was for teaching above all else. That's why I'm not a preacher. Uh, a special message from Breitbart News, and, and this is basically an ad that I got, but it's it's about American Perspective, a book that was written by Adam Brandon and David Sokol. And what they're basically saying is the American dream is worth fighting for. And and it, it may be, I haven't read it yet. I'm going to order it. I think it may be an interesting read. Let me say that the American dream, if, if in my perspective, the American dream is the ability to thrive, no no matter how you define it, and to thrive as you wish to do it uh, without hurting or harming others or their property. Okay, the bleeding edge from Saturday. Um, Jeff Brown's longtime managing editor, um, Van, has, has recommended an article by Tiki Tawari. We've used him time and again or referred to him, he said the market sell-off is like an in-game reset. And basically goes through and examines where we're at right now because of early Fed inaction, in other words, keeping interest rates artificially low, causing the economy to, to burn at a high rate, the fuses going down. That in turn caused inflation because of the the interference or impact of the pandemic, uh, the, the logistical nightmare we've been going through, supply chain issues and all that kind of stuff. And then the Fed woke up one day, came out of their stupor, their fentanyl-induced stupor, and decided that maybe they should do something about it. Now they're overreacting and pounding interest rates. In fact, the prediction is uh, they may even increase a full 100 basis points in the next move which could be yet this month, um, or at least 75 basis points, which in turn then will take, you you take like home sales and mortgages and all that, that'll put a real damper on that. In fact, most of the sectors of our economy right now are down. The only thing that's up is the value of the dollar, and we should tell you that, as you know, the dollar's value is only relational. Um, it's, it's in relation to other, other currencies and other currencies are doing (laughs) 
worse. So, uh, but everything else is down. You know, the the uh, crypto market, the real estate market has been surging going forward, but it's starting to stabilize and level off. And now with if with the anticipated higher interest rates, it'll probably uh, fizzle out and burn down too. The Pew Research Center's weekly roundup, which came out on Saturday, um, surprisingly, there was a survey of U.S. journalists and um, that they don't think that all sides deserve equal coverage, which doesn't shock me. 44% of the journalists think all sides deserve it. 55% don't. Whereas the U.S. public, 76% of the people believe that all sides deserve equal coverage. Now, let me, as a longtime third-party partisan, uh, when I when they say all sides, I mean more than two. I don't think the people answering your survey believe in that. They see they see it in a black and white, one side or the other. I think a total circular look at an investigative issue is called for. But anyway, forty two percent of the U.S. adults say they are somewhat likely to seriously consider buying an electric vehicle the next time they purchase. Folks, that scares me. We're getting all these issues on the grid going on right now. Then we've got the government pushing people towards high-dollar electric vehicles. I I don't know. No more. No no more commentary on that. Organic Bites, uh, the Organic Consumers Association, Organic Bites from Saturday has a a, a nice little article on the Dutch farmers protesting the uh, green extremes that are going on over there and basically driving them out of business. And I think they may Sri Lanka and the Netherlands, I think, are two flashpoints we want to look at, although they, they represent a, a broad spectrum of uh, issues in countries that are having their battles right now. Rising food prices, trouble in crypto, and a warning for bank shareholders from inside Wall Street and Nomi Prince. Yes, the banks. Keep an eye on the banks. We noted this week that 81 central banks throughout the globe now are transitioning to crypto. I find that scary. I find that tyrannical. I find that, I don't know, my... uh my social scale would not rate very high on that, I'm afraid. Well, that's enough alarmism for the day. I just want you to remember that you are still you. You still have freedom within your heart. You still have a mind and a brain of your own. So take it out there. See what's coming. Examine the storm and identify where your safe harbor is. And for that, we say thank you for joining us on Living Liberty Today. Remember this, stay free, be free, you are free. I'm Charlie Earle.